Okay, let's get started. Um, let's see. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Where you know wherever you are, Dan here from California. Uh, we are doing this session on a weekly basis, or almost every week. Uh, we only missed a few last year. Um, the whole purpose of this session is to interact with real estate investors. <clears throat> Excuse me. Give them the opportunity to uh, enrich them, enrich you with knowledge about investing from my experience and um, get your answer, get your questions, hopefully answers too, if we are, uh, if we can um, and provide, you know, content and information and um, answers to you guys so you can succeed. And of course, hopefully you will even consider working with us. That would be terrific. My name is Danny Bittor. I've been a real estate investor you know, in the United States since 2002. And I've been helping others to invest primarily in rental properties around the country since 2004. Um, through, that, through those years, I've probably been uh, helping or assisting in the purchase of more than 3,000 rental properties and something around 100 flips. Still doing it in multiple US markets, um, such as Dallas and Houston, in Oklahoma City, Nashville, Indianapolis, Tampa, Orlando, to just to name a few. So I've been doing this for many years, been through the boom of the 2004, 5, 6, the bust, the beast back, bust of 10 years ago, um, of 2007, 8, 9, um, and then going through uh, all those cycles. And again, I think we are possibly going into, I wouldn't say to a downturn, but I think we're going to a slow turn or uh, um, a balance in the market. That's what seems to be in the horizon. Uh, possibly, we don't know for a fact. Uh, we're definitely seeing things slowing down. Um, the purpose of this session is to provide you information. I always bring a topic uh, that I like to discuss. And um, your questions are all welcomed on the live or when you are watching this on the recording or listening on the podcast. We are recording this session in three formats, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on a podcast, audio podcast, which we have all three. You are most welcome to, uh, to consume or to enjoy the content however you see fit. So by all means. Also, I want to mention that on February 20th, Wednesday, February 20th, we're going to do a live event, live as in the room. Um, you know, event about real estate, about real estate investing. If you want to participate, uh, you know, in the event, if you are in Southern California, you want to join us, I'll put the link right now so you can actually uh, register. Uh, it's actually right now we are running a, a free registration uh, for if you pre-register and a live uh, and there is a door fee if you come in the, the, uh, the same day of the event. If you want to register and you're listening on the audio, on the podcast, the page to register is simplydoit.net forward slash OC Feb 2019. net forward slash OC Feb as in February 2019. Um, and like I said, again, free if you pre-registered and um, door fee, I think is uh, the, between... Uh, 15 to 25, depending on, on on what you will be joining. We have a main lecture. We also have a power session before. Power session is more of an extensive Q&A uh, time for investors, you know, to, 
to ask questions to you know to the, myself to ask questions to the room and then we do the uh, lecture itself okay uh, enough about that let's uh, move forward to the session of today today uh, what I want to cover is the top or the most common mistakes investors do and go uh, over them one by one feel free to ask questions related to the topics feel free to ask questions that are not necessarily related to the topic and uh, I'll try to answer them all um, so let's go. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven short uh, mistakes I think investors make. And they're not uh, mistakes you are usually doing by uh, miscalculating. They're more of a mistake of approaching real estate investing. I think the first mistake investors do, and that kind of helps, you know, prevents them from, uh, um, from uh, execution, is setting up gold. Now, I don't, I don't mean extensive goal like i want to be you know free and clear you know generating you know twenty thousand dollars in five years yes that's a goal but that's same time a more complex or more um hard to achieve kind of a goal for me i want to say i want to call it a simple goal a simple goal is buy my next rental or my first rental property by within the three the next three months that's it within the next three months close buy and close on my first rental that's very clear very simple very easy to achieve you know as a goal um, and it's not comprehensive big goals hard to you know to uh, to achieve smaller goals more achievable try to you know easier to achieve especially if you are the one you know um, who's stuck um, something is holding you back set that one goal you know if you need something more simpler than that and you're still not there how about set up a call with me to talk about your investment needs within the next week, right? Very simple, right? Uh, maybe some of us need simple goals, you know, in order to achieve. I would like you to see for yourself something more like buy my first or buy my next rental within, you know, uh, X number of months or so. I think that's something very, um, it's achievable. It's something that uh, more substantial goal than setting up my next, you know, a meeting. But if you feel that's not, you know, that's too much for you, you know, lower the, the threshold, you know, uh, set up, a, um, uh, you know, set up a, a simpler goal. By the way, a side note, if you like what I'm saying, if you, you know, specifically or generally, I would appreciate likes, I would appreciate your comments, your question. Um, that would be, that is the feedback that I'm getting from you. Otherwise, I feel a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say in the dark, but uh, one-sided. So in your, in, you know, um, uh, responsiveness helps me. And also it helps share with others that we're having this session. So number one was the simple goal. Number two, um, um, number two is uh, setting up your investment uh, criteria or uh, what I call the, the thank you for the like, uh, the baseline criteria. What do I mean by that? Um, when we go about deciding what, you know, what to buy, and we are just jumping into that strategy of flipping or, you know, or rentals or commercial or multi, you know, we are, can easily get lost. If you set up, okay, you know, few criteria such as, um, the year, you know, the, 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 the oldest year, you know, it's more like filters online, like how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what kind of school I'm looking for, what kind of budget, you know, like, um, the total the transaction fee, what kind of rent I'm looking for, um, you know, percentage, number, what kind of a house I'm looking for in terms of age, uh, in terms of locations, you know, garages, square footage, 
uh, square footage of the lot, um, you know, um, kind of, you know, very simple things that I, I call it investment criteria that I put one by one um, helps me, helps me when I'm looking at a property, it's kind of checklist. Is this property that I'm evaluating now matches my criteria? The criteria I set on a, on a very, you know, call it in a, in a quiet environment, right? I'm kind of only with myself. Now I'm looking at this house. Okay, square footage, age of the house. I wanted to have something that it's 1990 built or after. This is 1980. Eh, not maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, second thing, um, square footage. The house that you know I want to have something that it at least you know 1300 you know square feet. This one is 1000. Already another problem. Uh, next, um, I need at least one car garage. This one has no garage. Third problem. Maybe this house is not relevant for me. Push it aside and so on and so forth. So you, when you have your criteria set and you match it with your, uh, with your own, um, uh, when you look at a specific property and matches it, it will help you determine if a certain uh, property you're considering matches your investment baseline or criteria baseline. And if it's not, toss it around. If it is, move forward with it. If it's borderline, to me, you'll make that determination. So it kind of helps you, guide you through those. Uh, it kind of helps, helps, keeps you, in line and intact, you know, make sure things are going, uh, you know, you're looking at properties um, that you should be looking at, okay? And you're not missing things on one end and you're not, uh, um, and you're not, uh, um, um, you know, um, wasting time on something that is irrelevant. So the second thing that I talked about is setting your investment criteria. Third, um, which niche of investing is right for you, okay? And what do I mean by that? Um, if you are someone who's very um, cautious and don't like risk, you probably want to stay away from flipping. You probably want to stay away from speculative type of investment. Um, if you are someone who's very passive in your personality and don't want to deal with, you know, with, you know, with tenants and a property manager, etc., you probably want to invest in something that is more passive, maybe a syndication, maybe, maybe a, a REIT or something like that. Um, if you are someone who is hands-on and have to be very much involved, you probably want to, you know, if you're, if you're a flipper, you probably want to do something locally. If you're uh, someone who does rental, you may want to do something locally as well. So again, your personality, your experience level, your comfort zone, your risk tolerance should tell you what kind of an investment is relevant for you and stay away from investments that are not relevant for you. So just keep that in mind as well. Um, Next thing is, once you decide which type of investments to make, make sure you know how to analyze and evaluate it. Evaluation is more the quality information and analyze is more of the, you know, the numbers. For example, when we look at rentals, we have an, an Excel sheet that we use. I've been using it for many years. All our teams, you know, around the market and around the metros, all our realtors that we work with, all the investors we work with on the rentals, everybody is using this Excel sheet, which is not just an Excel sheet or an analysis Excel sheet. We call it the, um, I, I, I nickname it, is the, like a business plan for the property because it actually takes the numbers that we know, the few assumptions that we make, and it kind of stretches everything over 30 years and does periodic averages to give us the returns in cash flow and ROI and percentages. So we know um, how to look at, the, you know, at each property. And if the numbers do not work, we may not you know, 
for you know move forward with that. If the numbers do work, we'll definitely consider it. So know how to analyze and evaluate. Make sure you know well how to do that because that obviously will uh, help you make better decisions. So knowing how to in, uh, analyze and evaluate um, regarding risks. Be you know be aware there's there's always going to be risk invo- involved with investing. There's no doubt. First, acknowledge it and understand. Second, try to find ways how to mitigate risk. Insurance is a risk mitigation. Um, um, buying some type of property is also type of risk reduction. So all those things you know you cannot avoid the risk. You just want to try and either find a way how to reduce or lower the risk involved. Or mitigate it, you know, with different ways, such as you know, using insurance. So, know it's there. Don't fight it. Accept it, and find ways how to mitigate or lower the risk. Um, second thing, you know, that I see, or the next two things, uh, point that I see investors, you know, should probably consider doing in order. Again, I think it's to help them lower the risk as well is using a network. A network, I mean, someone like ourselves, like Simply Do It, is already been doing this for for many years. Uh, have property managers that are true and vetted, realtors that are true and vetted in multiple markets. We've been through multiple transactions uh, or, or a network that has been through multiple transactions. They know the hiccups. They know the, you know, the, the, the um, potential problems. They have you know, teams in place. When you work with a network, then that helps you, instead of you laying off the tracks, it helps you walk on someone else's path or tracks that are laid and processes. Now, it does not mean a guarantee that there won't be any problem or any issues. Not at all. But it, there is a very good chance it will lower the chances of those things will happen. So just be aware, network is not a, a, you know, a, a guarantee. Network helps you um, uh, to avoid those things in the first place. And when things don't go according to the plan, we'll probably be there and help you and support you uh, to resolve those issues. So that's the, the power of a network. And then that leads me also the power of mentorship. A lot of investors, you know, they say, hey, I can do it by myself. The simple answer is absolutely, I believe you can do it by myself. But many times when they go and work with a mentor in their niche, that person can help them make decisions, can, can help them avoid mistakes, can help them overcome challenges, personal challenges, Right. Sometimes, you know, I can tell you, for example, um, maybe five, six years ago, I remember a new investor of mine who lived in the, who lives in the Bay Area. She really wanted to invest in real estate and buy rental properties, but she was always um, afraid to pull the trigger. And she, we worked and talked and reviewed multiple properties, and she was almost ready to submit an offer, and something held her back. And again and again and again, it happened multiple times. Eventually, we saw a property that I felt is a very good property. It's a good fit for her personality. And I told her, listen, just go ahead and do it. There's nothing wrong with this property. Go ahead and do it. And I gave her, you know, from my own confidence, my own experience, and she actually pulled the trigger and purchased that property. And from that point on, she bought additional multiple properties over time. And she at one point thanked me and said, listen, I don't think I would have been able to do that if you didn't kind of push me to do it, you know, um, uh, at some point. So a mentor is not just someone that shows you the way, but it's someone that can help you overcome personal challenges, that can help you uh, overcome issues and questions. Sometimes I, I even consider it like a big brother. You can call that person and run a situation or run something by that person to kind of talk about how to overcome a challenge or, or a problem or an issue or, or, or a dilemma that you have, all of those things. 
Many times as investors, we don't have anyone around us to kind of run, pick their brain, brainstorm, whatever you want to call it. Um, and having that mentor gives you an access to a, you know, to an expert that you can actually work with that expert to, you know, to, uh, um, um, to uh, overcome those, uh, those problems or issues or questions. Um, it's very, very easy, helpful, etc. So mentorship, I think, is also very important. A lot of investors do not take the time to do that. And then when they run into problems, they don't necessarily have someone to talk to about it. Um, those are the things I wanted to say. I think those are the common mistakes. I'm just going to repeat it. Uh, set up a simple goal, not you know an achievable goal, such as buying clothes in your next rental within the next three months, simple, two months, whatever. Um, make sure you pick the right investment strategy that it fits, that fits your risk tolerance, your personality, your time availability, your experience, your confidence. So don't go, don't follow the herd by going into something that it's not relevant for you. Be, you know, loyal to yourself, trust yourself and, you know, and, and, and choose the right one. Um, know how to evaluate. Once you choose that strategy or niche, know how to evaluate and analyze the investment well. Um, you know, don't just take something that is given to you by someone else and say, oh, it looks good. You know, you should definitely know how to, to do it better uh, or at least um, uh, double check or to verify the information. Um, know there's risk involved with investing and find a way how to reduce risk or mitigate. You know, you can eliminate that. Uh, that's the next thing. Use a network. A network has processes and teams and, and systems in place that will help you streamline the process of investing and look up for the mentorship in your niche. Someone who's been doing this in your niche that you uh, um, selected to invest in and follow that person, you know, or work with that person that can help you invest in that niche of real estate. That's it. Those are the things I wanted to, uh, to talk about today in the, you know, in the common mistakes I see investors do or make, uh, or maybe to avoid them. If there are any questions, by all means, please let me know. I'll be happy to, um, to address them. And again, for those who joined a little bit later, I'm just going to say, uh, we have, uh, our, uh, a live event in the room, a live in the room physically in person. We can actually, shake hands and see each other in uh, Wednesday, February 20th in Irvine, Southern California. You are most welcome to join us uh, on that event. Uh, it is free if you pre-register. It is 15 to $25 door fee if you sign up or show up at the, at the, uh, at the same day. Um, and we are not planning on streamlining and streaming it because it's a little bit challenging with uh, streaming a, a lengthy a multiple hours event. It will have two sections. We start at 6.15 and for 45 minutes, we have what we call a power meeting or a power session, which is a, a, a nice word for an extensive Q&A. But the extensive Q&A is actually an opportunity for investors to come in with questions they have about real estate that are not necessarily related to the topic. And when we've done it in the past, people come and ask questions on, on different and variety of topics that they have, but don't always have the room to go and ask those questions. Many rooms typically only take questions regarding to the main topic of the evening. So that's why uh, we started the power session. Come in uh, with your questions. The answers may come from me. The answers may come from other people in the room. So it's more of, a, of an open discussion um, for us to collaborate and to 
um, discuss different aspects of real estate investing. It doesn't have to be necessarily related to the topic. Then we have at seven o'clock, uh, we have the main uh, lecture, which is, uh, I didn't even mention which what's the name. Um, it's the, the, the real estate landscape of 2019. That's the topic for, uh, for the uh, lecture. And we're going to talk about um, different aspects of real estate investing, such as what's, you know, what we see coming up in 2019 and what are the demographic changes and uh, how to choose a metro and so on and so forth. You can actually uh, click the link and um, click the link and see all the topics that will be covered. You are most welcome to join us in the room live um, event. Uh, and you, if you can't make it at 6.15 for the power session, by all means, join us at 7 o'clock. That's not a problem. Both times are fine. Uh, for us, we call the power session just a bonus session for uh, investors to come and have an opportunity to collaborate, discuss, ask questions. That is everything I had to cover uh, today. Thank you very much for joining. I don't see any questions at the moment. If you have questions coming up um, uh, later, by all means, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, get in touch with us. You can um, uh, you can uh, send it by email on Facebook uh, through the website. However, you see uh, whatever fits you. And if you want to have uh, a conversation with us about investing, let us know. We'll be happy to uh, take the time, talk to you, explore what your needs are. If we can even help you, maybe we can, maybe we can't, um, and take it from there. Thank you very much, everyone. I want to uh, appreciate you taking the time on a Friday to join us. We do it on a weekly basis at 11 a.m. Pacific time, California time. We have uh, we bring our own topics. If you think there's a topic you would like us to discuss or cover, sometimes I take topics from you guys by your questions. By all means, just let us know in, with uh, you know putting a comment. Thank you very much. Have a terrific day. Bye bye, everyone. Have a good weekend. Bye bye.